Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading for today comes from Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 8 and 15 through 22. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan for a perpetual holding, and I will be their God. God said to Abraham, God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and also give you a son by her. I will bless her and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. God said, No, but your wife Sarah shall bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will bless him and make him fruitful and exceedingly numerous. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season next year. And when he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Our other reading for today comes from John chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue our current series with this week's look at Abraham and Sarah as we look at the God of declaration. Although, to be clear, we begin this week with Abram and Sarai. I make that distinction because we see a change because of God's declaration in our reading from Genesis. I thought about this when I was thinking about the transfiguration because in it we see a change in Christ's appearance amongst all the other things that are going on. And it reminded me of this change with Abram and Sarai. 
But it also reminded me of the promise declared in our reading today. The connection we make is that this is the story of the Israelites, the people that Christ comes to deliver his message to. When we look at our reading, we have a couple who has grown quite old. Abram is 99 years old when our narrative begins, and Abram gets a visit from God. God declares that he has great things in store for Abram, that he'll be the ancestor of a multitude of nations, and that because of this he will no longer be Abram. He's being changed, and God declares that he shall now be Abraham, because God has made him the father of many nations. And God makes his covenant with Abraham between him and his offspring yet to come that the people of Abraham will be his people, and he will be their God. But that's not the end of this declaration, because Sarai will no longer be Sarai, but she will be Sarah. And God will bless Abraham and Sarah by giving them a son, and many people shall come from her. Abraham's response is to laugh. You know, I cannot blame Abraham one bit for this because he sees the absurdity of this idea. <clears throat> that a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman are going to have a child. He can't understand how that could be, so he asks that Ishmael might be the one that God chooses. God says that Sarah... Yes, Sarah will have a son, and he shall be named Isaac. And one way to translate the name Isaac is he will laugh. Isaac is named after Abraham's reaction. But Ishmael is not forgotten. Ishmael is to be blessed, and he will be exceedingly numerous and be a great nation. But the promise God declares is to Isaac and his descendants. Part of why I wanted to talk about this as we are moving towards the transfiguration is because we see God declaring his promise to Abraham that his descendants will be his people and he will be with them always. That they are expected to follow and listen to God. They shall be his people and he shall be their God. Now, last week, we talked about the God of creation. And we began our journey seeing Christ there in the beginning. Because in the beginning was the Word. And all came into being through Him. And now, we see God coming to Abraham. Making a promise to always be with Him and all of His descendants to follow. And it is people of this promise that we see in the transfiguration. And we will address them in coming weeks. That we see Moses and Elijah. And we see a transfigured Christ. We see the people of this covenant. That God's people will be fruitful. And that many nations will come from them. And it will change the world. God declares it to be, and it is. 
God declares that Abram is no longer Abram, but Abraham. God declares that Sarah is no longer Sarah, but Sarah. And we see this, but there's something else going on here. We might look at this and think, these are going to be the only people ever that God blesses. And that's why I included <coughs> the part of John that we cover this week. As I said last week, we will have part of the first chapter of John each week as we move towards the transfiguration, exploring Christ's relation to all that came before. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> because John opens up another path to us this week. Last week we started with the word. That the word was God and the word was with God. And all that came into being came through the word. This week, we hear John's words again. He was in the world and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Reading this, it reminded me of when John the Baptist said that God could raise up children of Abraham from the stones around him. It also reminded me of the way that the Gentiles were welcomed by Paul, that they were not of the old covenant, but that they were welcomed into God's love all the same. That God had declared something new in Christ. Christ invites all people in. And they are children of God. And children of God's promise. Though Abraham and his descendants are chosen to be God's people, that's not a limitation on who God can choose. And that's an important distinction for us to understand. Because when the Gentiles are invited in, when Paul goes out and says they can be part of this new promise, that it is a change from what the Israelites knew. They are invited in to become part of that new declaration to be God's people. And I think it's important because sometimes we get too hung up on ideas without any idea of change ever happening. We become stagnant. Well, God continues to act. And God continues to declare. We can get caught up in trying to decide who God's people are and who God's people aren't based on our own rules. That God's chosen people had to choose to follow God. But God isn't limited in being able to find new people that he can include in his promises. Because God is never limited. Because whatever God declares, God can do. And sometimes we want to put up barriers. We want to set up rules for God to follow so that God plays by our rules. And the problem that we run into is that it means that we are dictating to God who God is supposed to help. We are trying to dictate 
who God is supposed to be. We want to declare who God is supposed to love and who God is supposed to reject. The problem is that when we decide to box God in, the only person that we are boxing is ourselves. We are then putting up barriers to God's love. Because the way I see it is that if God has chosen me, if God has allowed me to follow him and know his goodness, then I will follow him. I don't want to try to keep others away from God, but I will ask questions if I see those following God trying to keep others out. If somebody wants to follow God without loving their neighbor, then I'm going to ask how they can love God without loving one another. If somebody wants to try to claim God yet intentionally hurt their neighbor, I'm going to raise questions about how we can love God while hurting someone God loves. Because if I have learned anything from Abraham, it's that God can choose who God chooses. Because God comes to Abraham and Abraham laughs. God still chooses him because God still loves him. And God even names his child after that laughter. Isaac, a name that is a reminder both of Abraham's reaction and of God's great love. For me, all this comes down to knowing that God is God. And that may sound silly, but I think all too often we forget that. Last week we heard that mankind, all of humankind was made in God's image. And all too often we tried to make God in our image instead. Because God is God. Whatever God declares, it is not for me to demand that God follows my rules. It is there for me to follow God. It is there for me to understand how I can love the people that God has chosen. I have to figure out how I can love the people that God loves and how I can help the people that God wants me to help. That I can reach out to the least and the last, those whom society has pushed to the sides. Those who have been declared undesirables. If God has welcomed them in and loves them, then I need to figure out how I can welcome them and love them. Because if I have learned anything about God, is that God is not about to play by my rules and hate who I hate. God won't be put on a human leash and led around. Because God's love is from everlasting to everlasting. A steadfast love that endures forever. It is up to me to decide if I will walk in that love and be changed by it. It is up to me to decide if I will be transformed when I hear 
all that God has declared and will declare so that I know that God is with me, so that I know that God is with us, always, forever, from this day forth, and forevermore. May we know God's love and God's promise, and may we hear what God has to declare. Amen.